This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, saving your day from boredom with the best podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up? Real MVPs, Ricky Widmer here, along with fellow man-child, Johnny Carlin. And welcome into the Rick and Johnny podcast right here on Most Valuable Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about everything that is under the two nerdy sons and Brandon, or Johnny, I almost called Brandon. Johnny, come on, man. Which is funny because we were, Dave and I were at Best Buy. Um, this past week to get my new headphones that you mm-hmm. may see on my head that cost me nearly four hundred dollars um, of my own dinero um, to get. I've got the not sponsored, but I have uh, some nice new um, Sony headphones on my head. And while we were at Best Buy, we saw pop figurines for Rick and Morty, and I basically picked one up and I went to say Rick and Morty. But I said Rick and Johnny, and Dave's like, nope, that's not what that show is called. That is what your <laughs> podcast is called. And I was like, oh, they are synonymous in my head. Although we are, we talk about Rick and Morty. I don't think we are Haven't anything been for a while. like, but I don't think we are anything like Rick and Morty. It's no. namesake alone yeah. is why we chose that. But we had a jam-packed show for you guys. Before I get into that, a little bit of housekeeping here at the beginning. Make sure to check out patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast if you want to help support us we cannot do what we do each and every week without the support of our patrons ten dollar tier you can join a podcast each and every month you are at that tier you can also help us by getting yourself an mvp t-shirt that is down below in the description or at most podcast.com you can catch mvp each and every day and then last but not least make sure to go on to apple Podcasts and itunes rate and review the rick and johnny podcast on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, and when we get new reviews, I read them on the podcast right here. So if we had a new review, I would go ahead and read it live on the podcast. All of the new reviews we get in, I read them live as we get them to show thank you to you guys. But Johnny, jam-packed show, like I said. We're taking a look at Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Some stuff kind of going down there. We're going to then kind of meander over into Game of Thrones because... uh, the one thing I forgot to mention is this is our last episode or our last recording of 2018. It's been a great year with you, my man. Uh, what? This has been, what, year two? Mm-hmm. Is this year two of the year two. It feels longer. It feels like we've been doing this podcast for like five years, and which is funny because we haven't even been doing MVP for five years. It's been, what, three years three, four years maybe, mm-hmm. um, if you go really back into the dark ages um, before we kind of started getting our shit together and before be like, oh, I, this is what we should do. Before I was even like an inkling of, hey, before we should do a you show. You were just a speck in my eye, Johnny, a speck in my... Well, because because I came up with the Rick and Johnny podcast and it was like, oh, we should do... Well, I should say this. We came up with it together. We've always said, hey, we should do a podcast I was the one that said, the hey, do you seriously was, want to do it? The start was a very different idea. Yes, very different. But I'm glad what it has kind of molded into. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're going to take a little then step sideways into some Game of Thrones because the new year means last season of Game of Thrones is closer than ever. So we're going to take a look April, at right? Daenerys. Mm-hmm. This spring, it's coming back. It's coming back, and I can't wait for it. And then we're going to look at Avengers and the X-Men because Kevin Feige dropping some... Uh, not news, but some stuff that could be kind of misconstrued as, oh, what are you going to do? Uh, plus, there's, It's either hints or it's, plus, what's the other thing? If you ask Google Assistant or if you say, hey, Google, uh, tell me about Hugh Jackman's movies. They're going to tell you about Avengers Endgame. We're going to look at that. And then we'll also, I'm going to surprise Johnny and ask him if one actor who I am leaving as a surprise for Johnny, how he would feel if he played Wolverine in the next incarnation of the Avengers or of the X-Men, I should say. But Johnny, let's jump into Into the Spider-Verse. And this is one, both you and I saw the movie because of um, Johnny being sick the past few weeks. We were unable to get the review out to you. I thought it was a fantastic movie. Um, Art style was amazing. Music was awesome. John Mulaney was great. Um, Nicolas Cage probably stole the show. Um, in my, it, that's a hard one to pick show stealer because yeah. Jack Johnson was great. Um, Mulaney was awesome. 
and Nicolas Cage probably stole the show. That's who I would go with. Your thoughts on Into the Spider-Verse before I set up what we're going to talk about with a sequel. No, that was great. Um, sequel, already talking about that, huh? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be today. Uh, <laughs> no, that was great. Um, the art style was like pretty cool, having like going back and forth, like each universe having its own art style mm-hmm. as well. Like how each character was shown in a different um, art style, not to mention flipping back and forth from like animation to comic mm-hmm. was really cool dynamic too. A well, little and bit also dizzying, like but the explosion, it was like, it wasn't like, a, oh, here's an explosion. It was like pixelation. And I yeah. get that they're going in between the multiverses or the universes, spider-verses. Yeah, but it was like cool how they did that pixelation where it was like squares on top of each other mm-hmm. and hey we're gonna make this one a little bit faded out than the other one so you can see the other one dave also was like fantastic movie he recommends it um 10 out of 10 for dave elster but the reason why i bring up a sequel is because amy pascal you can't talk about sony movies without taking a look at the woman in charge amy pascal she kind of teased some into the spider-verse sequel plans and some new characters as well. This is um, in an interview with Vanity Fair. And from the article here where I'm getting it from SuperheroHype.com, it says, additionally, the next film, let's see, where's the exact quote? Uh, Where's the exact one that I want to read? Right here. Pascal confirmed that the second Into the Spider-Verse installment will be directed by... um, Joaquim Dos Santos, uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. Um, David Callahan, Wonder Woman 1984, is writing the screenplay, which plans to explore Miles Morales and Gwen Stacy's blossoming romance. Pascal said that was a plot thread included in Peter Lord's original draft of the script. However, it did not make the film's final cut. Lord also explained that Gwen's prominent role in the movie was largely driven by producer Christina Steinberg. I will say that Christina kept us honest, he said. As five boys making a movie, it was really good to have another filmmaker there going. I don't think you guys want to do it like this. Additionally, the film will act as a launching pad for the previously announced spinoff headlined by female spider characters. Beside Haley Steinfeld's Gwen making her return in this film... Pascal revealed that it will also feature feature the Jessica Drew version of Spider-Woman as as well as Cindy Moon slash Silk, who still has a live action film in development at Sony. I think it's great that we're going to be able to tell movies about female superheroes in this realm and in the live action realm as well, because I believe that there are going to be characters that really resonate uh, for people. They're funny and quirky and different and heroic in all kinds of different ways that only animation allows you to do so. Perhaps more surprisingly was Pascal's insistence that the live-action Sinister Six team-up movie is still a possibility. Um, Drew Goddard famously left his role as showrunner of Marvel's Daredevil to write and direct the movie, blah, blah, blah. And the reason why I add that last part is I want to ask you this question, Johnny, is we're kind of going to get into our wish list for a sequel. Mm-hmm. But first we got to dive into what Sony actually has planned for a sequel. So yeah. I'm going to ask you this to start. How are you feeling after hearing? Cause I saw, I saw your head. Uh, you kind of made a face um, when I, I mentioned, when I made the reference to a romance um, between Gre- uh, Gwen and Miles kind of blossoming in number two, what were your thoughts when you hear that, though? Because me, I'm kind of like, eh, I get it's there, but, like, is that what we're going to use as the linchpin for a second sequel? I just... <laughs> and spoilers... Before a sequel. Spoilers for anyone who didn't see Into the Spider-Verse. Thank you. Um, it's not physically going to work. Mm-hmm. We know, we learned this in Into the Spider-Verse, it's not going to work. Because they can't coexist They can't together. coexist in the same, in, in a universe that's not theirs. Mm-hmm. So how do you have a blossoming relationship in a universe you cannot stay in? Does she find Miles in her universe? And he finds Gwen in his? Is he still, like, are they... Is it just the whole doppelganger problem? Is it? Is that it? Like, for me, I 
I get it and I don't get it because I get it because you need a romance. Yeah, you do. You do need a romance. And plus, like, Gwen and Miles, like, the way they wrote Gwen and Miles' character, mm-hmm. it worked on camera. Or it worked on camera, I should say, on camera in air quotes because it's animation. Yeah. It's not like the actors' chemistry together. But I mean, I see that and I go, I get it. You want that romance. But also, I'm sitting there going, like you said, you told me in your movie that these two characters cannot coexist together. So yeah. that's going to be a problem. Unless the whole, like, does that mean the whole part of the movie or the plot of the movie is going to be them trying to figure out how they could be together? Because then I look at that and go, now we're not talking about a superhero movie. We're talking about a love story. And yeah. I get that people will say like, oh, well, Ricky, you could do a superhero movie that's a love story. Yeah, but what I just said. Deadpool. Them, yeah, Deadpool. <laughs> them trying to figure out how to do this, okay. it kind of moves into like love movie territory. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like a romantic movie. And I'm not saying like that. I'm not saying it can't work for Sony. I just think it's a very interesting way to go. With it's a very this. interesting like launch pad for your sec your sequel. Mm-hmm. Not like exploring more universes mm-hmm. or whatever else. It's that's the and again, make me make that part of it, or maybe figure out like find a loophole in the can't exist in another person's universe See, thing. If I was Sony, and here's my wish list for a sequel, yeah, right into it. Scrap that romance. Like, not the romance, but your plans for an actual sequel, scrap it. Throw it off the table. The plans To make that the actual... The plans that they have for the spinoff with Jessica Drew, Gwen, and Silk, make that your sequel. Yeah. Make your sequel. All right, we... We went into Miles' universe. We're now going into Gwen's universe. Well, wasn't Silk supposed to be live-action one? Yes, but... So, that's the thing. Silk is in development for live action, mm-hmm. but she'd also be a character in this. That works for me. So, I mean, that to me, that's what I'm looking at. My first thing is, if I'm starting my wish list, we saw, like, I get you want Miles Morales in it, but also at the same time, what was the post credit scene that we saw? Yeah. We saw the, um, I'm trying to think of the actual name, Spider-Man 20... 2029, I think. Is it 2029? Let's see, 2029, Spider-Man. I I know it's Miguel. Um, Yeah, I think you're right. 2029. Yeah, that's it. Spider-Man 2099. Oh, 2099. Well, fuck. But we saw that that Spider-Man and basically have the the goober. It's not a goober. (laughs) It's a gizmo. Um, I think that's what she said. But basically, you've got the device where he can now jump. Between multiverses. That's so, true. I also wonder, too, was that them teasing, hey, I know we told you there's this problem about them going in between find universes. Find a way to sort of fix that. Is Miguel going to find Miles? Miles is going to be like, oh, wait, I can use that and use that to try to get back to Gwen and talk to Gwen. And then, like, is it going to be something where, hey... Miles tries to use that technology to, let's say, get to Gwen, and then whatever problem there is, we're in Gwen's universe now instead of Miles. Yeah. Is that what we're looking at then? Maybe. Is that what we're thinking for it? Big threat in hers instead of his. What would you think? Well, start adding to my... I'm I'm cooking here. I'm throwing stuff in the pot. Start taking stuff out, throwing stuff in. I'm just trying to think, because um, you got him, and I mean... it. Was thrown as more of a spoof because then he went to the origin mm-hmm. and went over to the 1939. You pointing at me? Why are you pointing? No, you you're pointing at, pointing me. at me. Who who pointed first? Spider Man. Spider Man pointed first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if that was just like a throw in spoof or if that's like the start. I think it was a little column A, a little column B. It yeah, was something to get us like laughing at the end of the movie. But I do also feel like the whole goober thing of. Uh, the thing that went on his wrist, that was them kind of going, hey, I know we had this problem, but we fixed it because their plans are to dive into this romance. With yeah. Gwen and didn't and Miles. something at the end happen where like something opened up and she's like, hey, Miles, and he, or am I just imagining I don't that? remember that. I don't either. I so. don't. 
Um, it could like you're talking before the credits. Yeah, I don't think so. I would have to rewatch. Yeah, it so I, okay. Well, um, anyways, but uh, I do like I said the after credit they do have the goober now, which yeah. Explains so that. that would be an interesting concept of him either taking it or ask. Well, probably start by asking for one mm-hmm. and then go saying, "Well, I need this." Yeah, and he just kind of takes it, and maybe that's like a then Miguel is trapped in. Miles, Miles is, is well. Miles is helping out, and they can kind of do a cross back and forth. There's a story there, and I'm not, and that's the thing that I hate about it. Like, there's a story there, but for me, I feel like, I feel like the main thing I want for a sequel is let's not be in Miles's universe anymore. No, we I agree. were there we, in the first one. We were there. So do like Gwen's mm-hmm. or um, well, I forgot what Spider Man Noirs. No, going to Nicholas Cage's. <laughs> That'd be funny. But no, I was thinking of uh, we're going to Spider Thirty something year old, forty something year old Peter Parker, Jack Johnson's character. Jack Johnson, yeah. <sighs> that that would be a fun universe. Spider Man down on his luck. Um, <laughs> well, so- then we can see him like. How what he's d- done since then, like mm-hmm. go and talk to MJ. MJ played, was played by Zoe Kravitz. Didn't, yeah, didn't realize that until no, I didn't after either. the fact. Uh, but yeah, like so, like getting back up on his, mm-hmm. like going back up instead of being down on his luck. Here's another question that popped into my head just now. Yeah, um, Dave has brought this up when we've talked about Into the Spider Verse, and when it comes to a sequel. Do you think, because in Dave's mind, he has said he is worried about a sequel because he kind of feels like they caught lightning in a bottle with this movie, where the reason what made it great was the art style was new, the music was fresh, like, this was a take that no one had done before. Like, visually, audio-wise... It might be one of those ones you want to hold off for a while. Like, art... Are they going to do it? And then we're going to go, okay, you did this already. Like, what new can you add to it to keep it fresh? Well, like I said, adding those new universes and maybe and having them being in a different art mm-hmm. style as well mm-hmm. would definitely do it. Sure, so that would like help. Per universe, the art style. Yeah, changes no, change up. the universe, change up art style per the universe. Because, mm-hmm. like, the, um, I don't know what her name was, but is that Spider? Penny Parker. Penny Parker. Was very anime esque. Mm-hmm. You had um, Spider Ham was still cartoon esque. Very uh, cheese, cheese like cheese cartoon. You had the cheese mo on there. You thought Aquaman was cheesy. John Mulaney coming at you with the Spider Man that's extra cheesy. Exactly. And then you had uh, Noir, which was drawn mm-hmm. <laughs> where he couldn't even see color. Yeah, like ooh, that would is be this in- purple? That would be interesting. Going all the way there, and it's just all in black and white. Spider-Man Noir, all black and white. Like, but he, the thing, like, in going off of like Dave's question is, first off, I am worried about that too. Yeah, like, I feel like they caught lightning in a bottle here. I'm also worried that Sony is. I I feel like I've seen this book before, and I've read this book before of a studio that gets really ambitious and plans all these movies um, because they had one that did really good. Um, so now, oh my God, we're gonna plan all these, um, and those movies didn't do well. Mm-hmm. Um, and Let's that be was DC. If yeah. you don't know who I'm talking about, and I only worry with Sony that because that's why I brought up the Sinister Six thing too, because you're planning you're gonna have a third Spider-Man movie. I think that's the last one, or no, um, Far From Home is the last one on the contract because Infinity or Avengers. Technically counts as one. Yeah. So you had Homecoming, Avengers, and Far From Home. So you got that's the last of the Tom Holland, unless that deal has come up. You're talking about Spy- Into the Spider Verse, number two. You're talking about a spinoff of Into the Spider Verse. You want a Sinister Six movie. You want a Jessica Drew movie. If you don't have Marvel keep Tom Holland and you start doing them on your own. You're going to make another Tom Holland movie. You'd be stupid not, not to. to have one. That, to me, is five movies already that they would have in development. Potential Venom 2. Potential Venom 2. There's six. There are six movies right there that they would have in development. Did you say the Cindy Moon Silk one they're playing? I did. Okay. Because I, I know you said Spider-Woman. Yeah, because we, Sp- we got Silk, uh, the Into the Spider-Verse 2, the spinoff of Into the Spider-Verse 2, Tom Holland's Spider-Man, barring they don't 
let Marvel keep doing it. Um, and then what? Venom two and Sinister Six. So that's six. Mm-hmm. Six movies that you would have in development. I just feel like that's t- me personally. I feel like that's too many. Don't dive in too quickly. Exactly because you did good with Venom. You did really good spread, with this one. It's like playing Risk. When you play Risk, there's one thing my spread dad used to far. always tell me: don't spread yourself out too thin. Mm-hmm. Don't start attacking, 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 and oh, I have all these bases, but I only have one guy, exactly. one or two guys guarding all these. Same thing I think is usable here where don't spread yourself out too thin where it's like we're focusing on all these because think back to into the spider-verse they were only dealing they didn't have to deal with tom holland because marvel's taken kind of the head with far from home and avengers because of how it fits into their plan Mm -hmm. you look at the only other movie that they had to like put together was into the Spider-Verse and Venom. So you had, what, two this year that you had to focus on? Two is a lot different than than six. six. And I get that in development, like, in development, hell, there's been a Batman movie that's in development for how long? Like, we were talking, we did a segment where, what, Rees was supposed to have a script in by, what was that, Memorial Day or Labor Day? And now it's like, oh, he should have his revised script in by the end of the year. I'm thinking we're never going to see that Batman movie anytime soon. No, I'm not planning um, on it. So you could come at it where in development just means, yeah, they're in development. They're writing it. When we will see it is anybody's guess. But any final thoughts on any of this that you think we should hit before we dive over into Game of Thrones? They life? just need to be careful of what, um, not doing too much, too much at one time. Mm-hmm. Butting off more than you can chew. Let's stick with the ones that, like, maybe hold off on an Into the Spider-Verse 2 mm-hmm. or spin off necessarily for a little while. Or make the spin off the sequel. Yeah, make this, or make the spin off the sequel. Because then you're combining two of them together. Yeah, or, but I'm saying, like, focus on Venom 2. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to do the Silk one, put the, put the Into the Spider-Verse on the back burner because you don't mm-hmm. want to have too many things going on at once. Plus, like you got, you and David both said, it's lightning in a bottle. How often do you mm-hmm. get that a second time? Okay, hey, let's put this put this on the back burner. Focus on a different character. Put some years in between the sequel. Exactly. And put make some time. Pe- make people almost forget about it. Exactly. Before you come out with that second one. Yeah. No, I, I would totally like agree with that. extra long planning phase. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> air quotes, in development. Yeah, exactly. It's in development, Well, let's guys. make sure that in development is quite a little bit of time in between. <laughs> and don't take off, don't bite off more than you can chew, Sony. No, exactly. But also... Go ahead. Make that deal with uh, Marvel again because they're keeping your... <laughs> Keep Tom Holland in the MCU. I mean, make a deal where like you guys can use him too if you mm-hmm. can. and then Just make sure he's still in the MCU because unless they don't want him, yeah, I think it's working out for you guys. Mm-hmm. No, I... I would say let's go ahead and keep Tom Holland in the MCU because I think he's working really well Yeah, um, over there. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you guys think down below in that comment section about... Into the Spider-Verse sequel, Sony spreading themselves out too thin, potentially anything that we had mentioned in this segment. But Johnny, let's go ahead and move on into our next topic. And we're taking a little uh, sidestep over into some HBO Game of Thrones topic here. I'm going to let you go ahead and do it because you like to do it. You don't want to do the theme song like you usually no, do? No, no, no. <laughs> like, Johnny's like, nope, not today. I did nope, it during nope. the, uh, I did do the, the other intro. One. But what we're looking at today is so they came out with a promo. Mm-hmm. Um, Amelia Clark did a promo kind of talking about Daenerys. And she goes through everything that we've seen Daenerys in. Like she goes through the whole backstory. She kind of talks about her and Jon Snow. And she comes this close to saying what we've always said. Um, she came this close to calling it the sex boat, um, but she didn't. But yes, it was the sex boat um, on the way to the love boat on the way back up uh, north um, for going back to Starkland. Um, but basically, Starkland. what we, yeah, that's what I want to call it, Starkland. Um, but basically, what we are talking about today is what will Daenerys lose in season eight? Because the thing that I saw, I saw this on Reddit. And someone pointed out, if you look at almost every season, Daenerys loses something. 
She's lost her kingdom. She lost her only family she has left. She lost her husband. She lost a dragon. She's lost Jorah once. She's lost um, the, I can't remember his name. He was like the assassin guy um, when they were in Marine, when she had to go to Westeros. She loses him. She loses a right-hand man over here to the, uh, the, the Harpies. Every single season, she loses something. So the question is, in the final season, what is she going to lose? Is it going to be another dragon? Is it going to be Jon Snow? Is it going to be Tyrion? Could it only? Could it also be her own life? Could it be her baby? Because we're assuming that she is pregnant with child or bearing child um, in the name of Jon Snow. So here's the thing I want to ask you, Johnny. I'll kick it off to you. Mm-hmm. What will Daenerys lose in season eight, the final season? Again My money Thrones? is she's going to lose the Iron Throne. In what sense? Like, in lose, one sense, it's like not going to be her, her life. life I think it's just... gonna, no, no. I think it's going to be like she concedes <laughs> to Jon Snow. Okay, so, to, so I she think bends the knee. I think she's going to end up bending the knee a because she might be bearing chi- his child, mm-hmm. maybe. Uh, but the other part is, oh, well, they're going to find out he's a Targaryen. Well, no, and they're going to they're they are going to find <laughs> out he's he's the heir Targaryen. I mean, Brand's kind of got the answer. Yeah, he does. He's the um, he's the Raven. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they're he's going to. They're gonna find out he's the rightful heir Targaryen. Mm-hmm. They're gonna find out he's. They're, then they're gonna find also find out he's half Stark, half Targaryen. Mm-hmm. So it's she's gonna go. Well, he's my older brother. It's not gonna just be that. It's the fact that she's the. It's her older brother's, her oldest brother's mm-hmm. son. It's also gonna be the fact that. He's probably gonna show like in like in battle versus either. Jamie or Cersei, not army. Jamie. Jamie's actually headed up there to True. help. Um, either dur- versus Cersei's army or during the Night King's armies, mm-hmm. he's going to show that he is the true leader of his of the people, mm-hmm. and she's going to see that and go, "He deserves the fucking throne." Mm-hmm. I think that's what's going to happen. See, I with her, I'm on the same thought of you, and I know that before we recorded this, you were like, "Oh, do you want to save him?" And I just went ahead. And said it. She's going to lose, like, what I think is she's going to lose the throne. It's just how is she going to lose the throne? And part of me, too, is thinking there's two ways I see this happening. Mm-hmm. One, she find they find out when they do that Jon Snow is a Targaryen. She is going to, kind of like you said, bend the knee and be like, you know what? You're the right, like you're the rightful heir to the throne. Mm-hmm. Like you are the next in line. Or what I could see, and this is just me, final season, before she finds out, before because if if we know anything about Bran, or yeah, about Bran, he's not the one that just barges in and goes, "Hey, hey, I got some news. I got some news, guys." Me, Sam might be the one to do that. Sam might be the character to go, I can't sit on this and just spoils it right away. Yeah. But I could see this kind of lingering on for a couple episodes. And I know there's not going to be a lot um, for them to do that, but linger for a couple episodes of when are we going to tell them like this and that? Oh, no, now's not the right time. And what's going to happen is she will lose her, her and the baby's life. And in that moment before she dies, she will find out that he's a Targaryen. Or, like, I don't think, like, maybe not exactly like that, but there's a part of me in my head that thinks her and the baby's life will not make it through the season. Like, I think if anything, it would be the baby's life, but I feel like they're going to make, she's going to, they're going to make it through the season and she's going to bend the knee to John mm -hmm. because, like, Bran's going to say, well, Bran's not the one, like you said, he's not the one. Will she? And I think she will. I think at some point she will. But does that fit? I'm going to ask you this. Does that fit her character? That would almost be it a doesn't. 180 on Daenerys' It would character. be a 180, which would be an interesting character change for her. Because she was all, and I I get that it's could, gotta be you a, could do it's that. It's got to be a monumental thing that will make her change. Mm-hmm. Like, almost like, I would say letting her, letting him ride What's the other dragon's name that's still alive? It's not Virus. It's mm-hmm. uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. Does I was going to ask you about the dragons. Does she lose all the dragons? I don't think so. I think that Dro she gets to because they are Targaryens. They are 
almost like one with dragons. So we one with dragons. Basically, they're like the they're one with the with the dragons. Yeah. So she gets Drog Drogon Drogo. I think Drogon. so. Dra- Drogon Drogon. Yeah, I think so. And then yeah, Hil- Drogon Viserion and Re- I think it's uh, Rhaegal. Is the one that the Night King has? I believe. No, no, he so. has Viserion. Does he? Okay. Yeah. So he'll maybe John will actually like be able to ride Viserion. No, Rhaegal to and like prove he's a Targaryen. Which that because he was already able to do that with the dragon. Doesn't that make sense? Does that make sense? Because isn't be, Rhaegal his dad? Rhaegal would be his da- the, the, the one of his dad's one, namesake. Yeah, the one that the dragons named after. Because she named his it dad. after her two brothers and her hu- late husband. That's right. So it would be like he. Gets to ride that one, and that's like the ever-loving truth to her mm-hmm. that that is that makes him a Targaryen, because mm-hmm. you have Sam like with the bookwork saying, "Yeah, they got married before he was born," mm-hmm. and then you got Bran with the the all-knowing knowledge of time, going, "Yeah, no, that's true," on the Raven. And then like he can even pull out a fact about her that he wouldn't know, and she mm-hmm. can go, like, it, it's gonna like. She's gonna a. She's gonna find out. Yeah. B. It's gonna shake her. But it's gotta be. It's gonna be something monumental that would make yeah. her bend the knee to him. I just, with me personally, we're, we're agreeing on she's gonna lose the Iron Throne. Um, like this is gonna be the season. The one thing, because I'm thinking in my head, what's the one thing which has been the goal for her? The Iron Throne. The Iron Throne. This is the last season. If she's lost something every season. This has got to be it. Like, it's got to be the biggest thing that she wants is what she loses. I just, for me personally, I get that, like, they could write it in to where I'm not saying, like, the 180 change is impossible of happening. Mm -hmm. This is something monumental enough to do that. Yeah. I just don't know. And maybe it's something of what I want. Do I want that 180 change or... Do I want Daenerys to basically, what if they, and this is me just, also another thing too is someone's going to say, well, guys, you haven't read the books? No. No, we haven't. I'm going based off of the TV show and what I've watched from the TV show. Um, And the thing that I would kind of think of too is what if they wrote it to where, hey, you know what? She finds out she doesn't want to give up the throne. Like- this has been her MO forever. For eight freaking seasons. This has been her MO. Would she bend the knee or would there be a better chance of her saying, All right, John now stands in my way? Maybe it corrupts her. Like her wanting the Iron Throne is so high, it corrupts her mind. At that point, too, I'm going to do... No, no, no. I'm doing whatever I can to get that throne, even if, even if it technically means treason and killing off the next rightful heir so that I would be that next rightful heir. That'd be an interesting one, too. Or is John going to die in battle? She loses John, and then after John dies, she finds out that he's a Targaryen. And, that would be like unnecessary so though on that point. Got, she's got the Iron Throne. She loses John. Yeah, but that would be unnecessary to have that knowledge then. I feel like that's not unnecessary knowledge. If John just dies in battle, mm-hmm. that's basically unnecessary knowledge. Yeah, but think about like. Like there, there would be no reason for anyone to say anything about it. I think it would have an impact. Maybe, but I mean. At what point? I mean. Or does she find out while he's in battle before. He dies, and then she finds out he dies. I don't. I, I don't think they're gonna kill off John necessarily. They could though. They could. Like no character. He'll just come back to life. No character is safe. He'll just come back to life again. Like Tyrion could technically die. I don't think they kill Tyrion. I don't think so I, either. I would. I would hope they don't kill Tyrion. But I mean, to me, I'm looking at it, and it's like, all right, you're either you're either lo- she's either losing John and getting the Iron Throne. Or she's keeping John and losing the Iron Throne. I think she's going to lose the Iron Throne. I'm going to go with Iron Throne because I think there's going to be a lot of the in her way. For one, mm-hmm. it's still got the Lannister and the Golden Army. See, I want to ask you about that because I rewatched, Company, I rewatched a called. little bit of it. Yeah. And um, so when they bring the White Walker to 
King's Landing. Yeah. And it's the first time all these characters are in the same place Mm -hmm. at one time. And Cersei says the quote of, like, after we, like, defeat them or whatever, I want it to be remembered that I helped you. Do you think she's really going to be, like, hey, we're going to help or... I didn't say she's going to help them. Is she? Yeah, she did. She said. She also said to Jamie that they're they're going to let them get and that's kill each other and off and finish I'm, ever who's not. And that's what I'm going to go into is is that plan going to be? I don't want to say successful because I don't think it will be successful. But how is that plan going to play off in season eight? Do you think? Because we have that side of it as well. So we have Daenerys. We have John. But we also have Cersei, who, let's not forget, <laughs> we got Night of the Dead over here. We got Cersei Lannister, the uh, the queen bitch, I'm going to call her, mm-hmm. over here. What do you think is, because I don't know how many Game of Thrones topic I'm going to have that we're going to have on this t- on this podcast before the first, yeah, the exactly. first episode. How do you think that's going to play off now that we're, what, three months, four months away? I think from season what's going to happen is she's going to, like she said to Jamie, Jamie's going to give them a heads up. He's on his way up there mm-hmm. now because he's like, you backstabbing bitch. Yeah, because he wants to actually help them. Yeah. Because he saw the night. He saw it out too. Of his mind. Yeah. He saw it too. And he's like, no, How can this, we this is a real fucking threat. Mm hmm. Fuck your throne. This is a real threat. Correct me if I'm wrong. Cersei still has the. Um, the what is it? The Golden Army coming across yeah. the sea, right? Yeah, the Army of the Golden Compass or yeah, something with, like, like that. The elephants and everything. Yeah, like this it's massive to be. army. Yeah, no, that I, is still coming across the sea to aid her, right? Yeah, it's supposed okay. to because she got whatever she needed to mm-hmm. prove that she needed it. So she's she's got them on their way. Okay, because uh, she sent um whatever of the Iron Isles to go do it. I forgot his name. Mm-hmm. No, to go I, pick them up. You're talking about um, the evil stepfather, basically. Step? No, it's or his step, uncle. Uncle? Not step uncle. That's uncle, right. Just uncle. Just uncle. I can't remember his name for some reason. I got to really rewatch. Euron. It. Euron. That's it. Yeah, his uncle. Took a few um, minutes. No, no, it is Euron. I, I Not do, his uncle. It's <laughs> Euron is the uncle. No, I thought Euron was. Just forget it. You're right. You're right. Yes. Um, no, because you're thinking. I'm not, I'm like, I'm you're thinking of Reek, this. aren't you? That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking no. of Reek. It's Reek's uncle, basically. <laughs> there you go. I'm going to do. I can't think of his actual name, but. Any final things with Game of Thrones well, you think we should hit? I think what's going to happen is she's. Mm-hmm. Jamie, or not Jamie. Cersei's definitely waiting for, for one, her army to get over there. Mm-hmm. But two, she's going to wait for the two of them to fight each other. Mm-hmm. But Jamie's going to let them know that this, hey, you're going to get stabbed in the back. Yeah. Maybe they'll even reroute, somehow reroute the night, the white, the white walkers and the night king to King's Landing towards King's Landing. Yeah. They'll have to fight them too on the way down there, mm-hmm. but reroute, like figure out a way to reroute them so that they, they have to fight. Mm-hmm. Like make it so, no, Cersei, you said you'd help us. You have to fight them too now. Maybe that's the one thing they're going to do. The only thing that makes that really hard huh. is they have a dragon. <laughs> and they, the, night, the Night King has a he dragon. He has a dragon, but the other one, they have two dragons. No, so I know. But I'm like, just saying a reroute. They're not like fighting them head on mm-hmm. and like fighting them head on all the way down. Mm-hmm. They're like figuring out a way to reroute them at least part of the way down. Yeah. Um, I just, for me. Because Cersei might be sending an army still up there to help. Yeah. And then the second that, like their orders are the second they're. The foes defeated. Backstab them. Stab, kill whoever's left. Yeah. And I mean, for me, I wonder, I'm wondering how many episodes the White Walkers are going to be alive. Is it going to be the entire season they're alive and in the last season, uh, series finale is when everything comes to a head and the White Walkers are dead? Or is it going to be, all right, two two episodes before the season, series finale, they finish off the White Walkers and now for the last two episodes, all the focus turns on Cersei. I think it's going to be the last the three episodes are going to because we got six episodes. I think so. I think it's going to be the first three episodes are dealing with the White Walkers and all that, and then obviously all the talk and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, then the last three are 
Six episodes, you're right. Yeah. The last three are going to, and they're supposed to be an extra half hour long. They're 90 minutes long. They're 90 minutes instead. So we're going to get more content. We're basically still getting like eight episodes out of it, nine episodes. It's like movies. Yeah. It's like we're we're watching movies. Game of Thrones movies. Yeah. Weekly movies. (laughs) Um, I think what's going to happen is she's going to send like just the land, a chunk of the Lannister army up there Mm -hmm. to aid them. And then their orders are kill that whoever's left. They're going to see, like, Jamie's already up there. I should add this little thing in there first. Jamie's already up there. Mm-hmm. He, they're going to cap, capture him, ask him what the why we shouldn't kill just kill him now. He said, I have news for you. I, you, I know you won't trust me, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then, But I think Brienne of Tarth will probably vouch for him. Well, she's, I feel like that's one of the main reasons for her character. Yeah, her still being up mm-hmm. there. I think she's going to vouch for him, and they're going to... It's like, no, I trust Jamie. You guys need to, on my honor, listen to him. Mm-hmm. He's going to tell them how Cersei's planning to backstab him. And then maybe he's he's going to show that part of Lannister army, you guys need to <laughs> join forces with these guys and fight the the Night King because just look at this. Yeah, like look at what is coming. Like you saw it when we went up to or went down to King's Landing. No, I, he's going to say, I saw this. Look at what these things are. Mm-hmm. You guys need to take sides with this. This is not about the Iron Throne. Not about Cersei. This is not about the throne anymore. Yeah. This is about everyone surviving. Mm-hmm. The true enemy of I life. I cannot wait. I Neither cannot can I. wait for the final season. I'm Actually, I was thinking this week. I'm like, man, I got to go and back John and will read. ride a dragon. I am not going to binge from episode one, although I've thought about it. Um, but I will probably rewatch season seven. As we get closer to, I might do that season as well. eight because I I did see for Christmas they had like a Game of Thrones marathon. Yeah, I, like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm I gonna didn't know about that. A couple episodes. I didn't know that that till after. Yeah, I'm like I'm gonna catch a couple because HBO episodes. was free. So I uh, that day too. I caught a couple weekend. of them, but I'm like I'm really gonna dive into season seven before we get to season eight. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you think down below in that comment section. Mainly the main topic of this is what will. Daenerys lose in season eight. Let us know what you guys are thinking down below. Let us know what you think is going to happen. I know this is going to be a great season, and I cannot wait. I'm gonna add one more thing in there. Go ahead. Dragon fight. John riding Rhaegal versus mm-hmm. the Night King. Night King riding Viserion with Daenerys riding Drogon. I feel like it's going to be head to head. I almost want. I almost want to say it's that that's going to be a head to head right there. What Drogon and Viserion? No, the other one. Regal and Viserion. It could be. I feel like it would have to be. I think it'd but be cool. Let's be honest. I've seen that dragon, that ice beam from that dragon. Yeah. Ooh, oh, I don't know I've how seen fire. It too. I don't know how fire is going to do against that ice beam. Yeah. Um, that's like a dragonite hyper beam, basically. Um, it's going to be is interesting. What I would compare it to, but let us know what you guys think down below. But Johnny, let's move on into our last topic, and we are going back into the Marvel. Well, actually. We were Sony, then HBO, now we're going into full-on Marvel, full-on MCU. We're looking at Avengers Endgame, and we're having this discussion for the unteenth thousandth time. It'll keep happening until we see the movie. Until we have seen the movie, or until we see these people in the MCU. But we're taking a look at the X-Men, because this week, Kevin Feige, yet again, teasing plans... On this time on Variety's playback podcast, um, he said, and the exact quote is, we've been told it's looking very, very good and could happen in the first six months of the year. That is the Fox-Disney deal. Mm -hmm. The notion of the characters coming back is great. Talking about the X-Men. It's nice when a company that created all these characters can have access to all those characters. It's unusual not to. But in terms of actually thinking about it and actually planning things, we haven't started that yet. The reason why I'm going to ask you about a post credit scene for Avengers Endgame, though, Johnny, is so people have been looking at Google. Yeah. And apparently if you type in famous Hugh Jackson or Hugh Jackman movies. Jackson. Yeah. Hugh, Hugh Jackson. Jackson. <coughs> I got football on the mind a little bit, but. I didn't know that was a football coach. It is. He's player. a football coach. Okay, good uh, to NFL know. football coach, we call him the Wolverine because his name's Hugh Jackson. 
So we'd always call him the Wolverine because it sounds like Hugh Jackman. Um, But famous Hugh Jackman movies in Google, it shows Avengers Endgame as one of the movies that he is famous for. So people are starting to uh, theorize a little bit that Hugh Hugh Jackman's Wolverine is going to make a cameo appearance in Avengers Endgame. Here's the thing I want to ask you. Because of this, because of Kevin Feige's comments, uh, because he says they haven't planned anything yet, apparently the Disney-Fox deal is going to end now and be in completion at the end of January, a month from where we are right now. I will ask you, will the X-Men be in a post credit scene come Avengers Endgame? I think, I mean, if you got, it's one of two things. It's either they finally are like, hey, we've got the rights, or they're basically saying, we got the, we already have the rights. Mm -hmm. We're just going to get into it. And we're going to like, when the paperwork's through, then we can like officially release something. Or this is their way of, again, misleading us. Like they did um, with all the Hulk stuff Mm -hmm. in the Infinity. They made, what was it, a few seconds of Hulk, which is a lot of money. In a trailer. In a trailer, just to throw us off. Mm-hmm. So we, who knows if like they got Hugh Jackman's permission to put his name in there? Because if they're time traveling, I would be, I would be happy even if it was like they're time traveling and they like pass through, kind of like the Stan Lee Guardians one, where yeah. while they're bouncing around, they bounce through. Or like when uh, in Days, of, not Days of Future Past, when they're um, yeah, where he first says, class, fuck off. Yeah, it's first class. They they walk up and he goes fuck off and then they walk away. Yeah, like if it's as simple as that. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's gonna it, like if it's something, it'd be something like that. Yeah, but I mean, if it's an after credit scene, that would be amazing for one, two, mm-hmm. uh, amazing even more because that means Hugh Jackman's coming back as Wolverine. Dude, could you imagine just as a cameo? Yeah. Like, and well, I'm saying if it's an after credit scene. And he's part of the after credit scene. Mm-hmm. It probably means he's coming back. Well, and here's the thing I want to ask you, not not to kind of uh, blow my load too soon here. Yeah. Um, but do you feel like, let's say they are going to, like, all right, we've got the rights. Let's tease the X-Men in yeah. a post-credit scene. Do they tease it with a Hugh Jackman Wolverine or do they do it? Without that, because we we want a new Wolverine. If they're going to do a new Wolverine, do it without the Hugh Jackman Wolverine. But would you do, I'm asking you, new Wolverine, or do you try to get Hugh Jackman to come back for I'd try to get Hugh Jackman to come back. Even with how old he is now? Because he's an older guy now. Yeah, so what? So it's Robert Downey Jr. But the question is, and I'll ask I'm just this, saying, though. Does Hugh Jackman even, because Hugh Jackman's now 50, does he want to be, does, does he, he want to come back? That's the thing, he may not want to, which in that case... Have him as a cameo in there, so in the middle of the movie for Wolverine. If you're coming back for a role, he's you've got to work hard for that Wolverine physique. Like there was a special diet that he was on. I know. I've I've read about those. I watched the video. It's like the Rock when he was the Herculean diet. Yeah, that he went on with like the raw eggs and the um. Oh, what was that? It was like some weird diet that Dwayne the Rock Johnson went on when he played Hercules. Um, I don't know movie. that one. I, I I know they probably had a very special, yes. very harsh diet. Most of them and do workout regimen for those. But the reason why I ask that is so I tease this at the beginning of the podcast. I want to ask your opinion on this really quick as a quick diversion. So a Instagram and Twitter user that we kind of use a lot on this podcast because they usually leak some like cool. Um, Like, oh, what would this person look like as this character? Mm -hmm. I want to ask you how you would feel, though, if this happened. And the other day he posted um, a Keanu Reeves as Wolverine. But this next one I am going to toss your way. How would you feel if Zac Efron was the next Wolverine? I'm looking up his face right now because I can't 100% remember what it looked like. To me, the th- first I thing I look so. at is I don't think it's rugged. I don't think he's, he's rugged, not rugged enough, enough to play Wolverine. No. It's got too much of a baby face still, if you ask me. That's that's the thing. Keanu Reeves, maybe? But he's also... How old is Keanu Reeves? Keanu Reeves is 
54, so he's older than Hugh Jackman. <laughs> so just get Hugh Jackman at that point. Yeah, he's older than Hugh <laughs> but Jackman. But I mean, he could do it too. Cause I've, you, you see him in uh, John Wick, just for example. Mm-hmm. He's got a rugged enough look. I mean, oh, you have to get a haircut. I'll be honest. Just looking at the, just looking at the, um, the two images because I've got the Zac Efron one, and then the um, Keanu Reeves one up, and I'll shoot them over to you on Facebook so you have them. Um, I like the I like the Keanu Reeves one ten times better. Like I am in love with the Keanu. Well, and this is a tricky thing too, and. I know people are going to bring this up um, about the people that do these like fan arts and stuff. Yeah. Is of course they're going to try to make it like whoever I'm trying to put as this character is going to make them look good. Going to try to make them look like the character. And it could be where you're like, oh, okay. Like, I don't know if that's really how he's going to look. And I don't know if Keanu Reeves can grow the facial hair that this artist has. Because, like, the one with Keanu Reeves, he's got the sideburns that's, down. That's what the makeup's for, though. And, like, with, again, Zac Efron. Yeah, you can put the fake chops and stuff on him, but is he too much of a baby face? I to think he's got too much Wolverine? of Because at least, like, Keanu Reeves, you got, like, some of the natural wrinkles and stuff mm-hmm. in there. Whereas, I, I get it, Wolverine's supposed to look... Well, and how... He, how young of a Wolverine are you going to go? That's with? true too, because Wolverine got his powers in what his third? Well, not his powers, mm-hmm. but like he looks to be in his thirties and maybe yeah. his forties. So you want someone that looks like in that age range, not someone who looks like they're in their twenties. I feel like if we're in an Avengers Which movie, you might actually still be like Wolverine would be an interesting one because technically, out of the X Men, who's the X Men character that joins? The Avengers. Wolverine. Wolverine. Usually. So that's why everyone... I mean, I, not that no, none of the other ones have, but yeah, Wolverine. That's, that's why I think everyone's like Wolverine, Wolverine, Wolverine. Not because yeah. it's just Hugh Jackman, but also he's the one that is in the Avengers from the X-Men. I've got no problems if you get another Wolverine, but don't make... Don't, like, show me Hugh Jackman Wolverine mm-hmm. in an end credit scene and then the next Marvel with no, the X-Men. I think if they're showing Hugh Jackman Wolverine, it's got to be it's a cameo. They're time trumping. It's a cameo. I think that's what it's going to have to be. If mm-hmm. that's the case, it's going to have to be like a Wolverine, or what? Like it's got to either be a funny cameo, or it's going to be like serious one where maybe it's like it's the one thing that knocks everything into the Weapon X program mm-hmm. thing or whatever. I'm telling you, you know what would be, and this is this is probably too. You know what? I'm not going to say it. I was going to say they're not thinking this far ahead, but if I know Marvel, they're they are. thinking this they're far They're like 20 ahead. movies ahead right now. Here's what I would love to see. And, and they have branches what, upon branches in case one doesn't work whether out. Whether we see this, yes. Whether we see it, no. Probably not because it came from my head and not Kevin Feige's. What I would love to see in a post credit scene mm-hmm. is Wanda. Wanda is sitting there, Scarlet Witch. And she's just... Anywhere, any location you want. She's just sitting there. And you just see from the back. You don't see his face. You don't see anything. All you would hear is his voice. A man in a wheelchair just kind of rolls up. And it just goes. It could be something as short as. Hey, Wanda, we need to talk. And it's Professor X's voice. Or. It could be a little bit longer of a scene, and it's Professor X find Professor X or Magneto finding her, revealing to her that she's a mutant, and boom, that's where that end scene cuts. So it's I like, think, ooh, mutants are here in the MCU. I know it wouldn't; they probably wouldn't hire him to do this. Mm-hmm. But imagine you just see someone walk in. Patrick Stewart. No, <laughs> let me finish. Okay, Mister Rude over there. Um, someone walks in. Mm-hmm. Uh, magenta colored cape. Okay. Maybe you see that flutter and you just hear Ian McKellen's voice say, it took me long enough to find you. The question is... But you probably wouldn't get Ian McKellen because that'd be way too old. Yeah, but the voice though, I yeah. mean... Like, and that's Only the because thing. you know that's like, 
If you don't know that as Gandalf, and Te- then technically they could Thanos it, and hey, we're going to use that voice. But when we introduce Magneto, it's going to be a different voice. Yeah, I don't it's going to be a different that. voice and a different looking Thanos. As we're well. probably not going to do that. I think what they're going to do that is- would to me that would be the one I go with. Magneto finds her, and it's like I took you long enough to find. Basically, it took me long enough to find. Basically, you. it's implying she's going to find out who her daddy is. And yeah, that she's a mutant, not this miracle crap we've been dealing with. Exactly. You're a little miracle. What does a miracle? You have to say it with a German accent, Ricky. Well, it's fucking stupid. I get why they did it because, because they didn't have the rights, rights to say mutant. But I hated it from oh, the beginning. You hated it. I hated it too, no, buddy. I know you did hate it. I'm not saying I'm the only one that hated I know. it. Like I'm this not, is. Fucking... I'm not taking all the hate myself. Oh no, I did. I did state as soon as we left there. Like that was fucking stupid. Exactly. That's the first thing I what think that, I was said. Was that Winter Soldier that that? That post credit scene was it? Yeah, it was. I think that was Winter Soldier. Yeah, it was Winter Soldier. Because we, we walked about out the and I go, stuff. Yeah. yeah, we walked out and I go, that's fucking stupid. Yeah, I was called a miracle. I was not happy with that. I've asked you this question before, but I'll ask you again. Mm-hmm. Do they keep anybody from the Dark Phoenix saga, from the Dark Phoenix like first class movies? Do they keep any of those actors? Uh, well, since those take place in the 90s and the Marvel ones take place now, <laughs> or is it an you don't An- have to. Or is it an Andrew Garfield situation of like, bye, buddy. Bye. Have they might say time. bye. I mean, like, I could see them keeping Jean. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't remember her real name. Uh, Sophie. Sophie, Sophie yeah. Turner. I think they could, they could probably keep Sophie Turner. Sansa. Because, like, they could either make her look aged or, like, mm-hmm. they can make her just... Mm-hmm. Leave her as is and make her Jean Grey that way. Yeah. The other ones like they don't look old enough. Mm-hmm. Maybe Storm could, but mm-hmm. I mean, like I would say just recast them to people that look like they're supposed to be. If you want to keep them that like that age, because the or thing make is, them ha- make them have aged from them. Because after Avengers, them. we're supposed to be going cosmic, right? I think so. Like cosmic stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you think we? Do you think they'll lead up to Galactus? Galactus. That'd be cool. But do you think they will? Maybe eventually. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're what twenty? They're probably twenty movies ahead. I said earlier. Johnny's like Ricky. They're gonna get to everything. They're, they're gonna eventually do everything. They're like it's like a tree. Like mm-hmm. they have in the, in the style of movies they they're playing. It's like okay, we have it this way, but if it doesn't work, we can go this way. Yeah, and this way, well, this way, this way, this way. Exactly. Like I'll throw this out: the Guardian situation. Exactly. Like that firing James Gunn. I have heard, like, I've seen articles where it's like, hey, this person might direct. Hey, this person. But notice how. I think you and I even talked about it. Yeah, I know. But, like, ever since, it's like we even see, like, oh, this person, this person. But notice how it's like ever since that first initial, they're not really. And obviously, why would you unless you have a director kind of uh, teared up for it? But, I mean. You want to hear a funny one? Huh. Guess who said he'd like to direct uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3? Who? Fred Savage. <laughs> he was in Deadpool Once Upon a Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah. Could you imagine know. him directing Guardians of the Galaxy 3? What else 3? he directed? I don't know. I just know him from, uh, what was it, The Princess Wonder Bride? Years? No, Princess Bride. <laughs> but wasn't he also in The Wonder Years too? I don't know. I didn't watch The Wonder Years that much. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if we have not heard anything. No. Last thing we heard is they might use. I think you and I read that he, they might use his script. Yeah. Now they might use James Gunn's, script. which is yeah. what prompted us to talk about it because we said, "Hey, Taika Waititi." He was also number three in Gold Number. Was he? Yeah, he was in Princess Bride and The Wonder Years. He was Kevin Arnold. I knew. I knew he was the kid from uh, The Wonder Years. Didn't deny it. Just was, didn't know. Wow. So it was Fred Savage and Deadpool too. But then it was Fred Savage and Super Troopers 2 before that. <laughs> so he's playing Fred Savage. Let's see. Director. Um, so here's his directing. Uh, so TV series, Modern Family. He directed an episode of The Connors. Um, 21 episodes of Two Broke Girls. Basically a ton of TV. The Goldbergs he did A lot of TV stuff. Um, Bad Teacher, the TV show. Um Trying to I forgot that he got, I forgot that was a TV show. Apparently, I didn't watch it. I yeah, watched the he's, movie. He's been just a TV director. God, what a way to uh, make your movie debut um, for 
directing Guardians of the Galaxy 3. But, like, the point I was making is we haven't heard anything about that. And that movie has kind of been pushed to the back burner. Yeah. And, like you were saying, the, the tree is a spider web. It's basically, well, we can put that one on the back burner because we got this one, this one, this one, this one, this one, this one. And we can lead it back in this way to. if we ever yeah. want to. If, if we ever want to come back to it. I The only thing I'm upset about with the Guardians mm-hmm. is Adam Warlock is just sitting there in that cocoon. Yeah, he is. He's just sitting there. He's mm-hmm. he's cooking, Johnny. When's it going to be done? I don't know. How long does it take for the Sovereign to have a baby? I don't know. Exactly. I don't, I don't know either. You're, you're a Marvel guy. You're supposed to be on that. <laughs> no, that. But any final thoughts with this before we wrap up the podcast? Uh, no, the just make, I'll make like a little quick synop- synopsis. And we'll do a final answer of will there be X-Men at all in um, Avengers Endgame? If you're going to, uh, just a quick synopsis of basically what I've said earlier. is just, if you're going to have... Hugh Jackman is part of it. Make it a cameo. If you're not, if you, mm-hmm. or I'm sorry, if you're gonna have Hugh Jackman in it and he's not gonna be the new Wolverine, have him as a cameo. If he is gonna be the, new, this, the next Wolverine, then yeah, have him in the after credit scene or have your new Wolverine in the after credit scene. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I really hope there is X Men in the uh, af- in the after credit scene. Something to introduce the X Men. So, last thing I'm gonna ask you mm-hmm. is. SuperheroHype.com yes. did a best villains mm-hmm. of 2018 for comic book heroes. Okay. Who would you be who would be your best villain of 2018? Or who do you think they put at number one? Just at just the, just at number one. No, no, I'm, I'm just saying um, just villains. Just 2018 ones? Yes. What just was that? Black Panther. And it could be anything. Arrowverse. Oh. Marvel, like TV series, like any I haven't caught up with the Marvel TV series very much, but this I one think is very obvious. Thanos. Thanos isn't even in the top ten. Really? Mm-hmm. Not even in the top ten. Any villains though? Yeah. Do you want to know the top ten? Yeah, now give me the top said 10. that. So their top ten is at number ten, um, Agent Liberty from Supergirl. At number nine, watch Ulysses that. Claw from Black Panther. Number eight, the Netflix slash Marvel partnership um so like the defenders villain i guess um oh, then the cicada the hand. cicada from the flash painkiller from black lightning we're not talking about just 2018 we're talking about any villain thing ghost in yeah, ant-man yeah. and the wasp hmm. no these are all 2018 oh they are um, Jesus mary Christ, mary uh wardwell from chilling adventures of sabrina um, Bullseye from Daredevil was three. Wilson Fisk at two. We had Bull. When did we have Bull? Oh, this is season, season three. three. I didn't get to watch it yet. And then Eric Killmonger, number one from Black Panther. Yeah, you know, I heard about that. Thanos is not even on the How list. How do you not make the list? How is Mary? I would put Thanos over Mary Wardwell. I would put him over Ghost. I would put him over Painkiller. I'd put him over uh, Cicada. Um, I'd put him over. Ulysses Claw, Agent Liberty. Ike, he's got to be number one, if not number two. Maybe number three if you really like Wilson, Wilson Fisk. Yeah. Like, I could see an argument for Fisk and Killmonger to be above him. Yeah, maybe. But I would say Thanos. Pro- I didn't even uh, Bobby, I didn't even think about Thanos until you brought him up. Yeah, I'm surprised Thanos wasn't on there. <laughs> first, The first comment. The fuck? The first comment. This list is laughable at best. Some throwaway CW villains made the top ten. Killmonger is number one. Bushmaster wasn't on it. Thanos wasn't listed. Exactly, man. Thanos yeah. agreed. Thanos and Bushmaster easily over well, half I can't the people who on this list. Was. I think he was uh, Luke Cage season two. I think. Okay, I didn't get to watch that one yeah. either yet. Thank you. I'm behind on my season, Netflix season ones, two. if you couldn't tell. It's okay. You can ignore those. They'll go, like, just, I still want to see them. Just wait until the new ones come to I still uh, want to the see Disney them. I'm going to buy the streaming service, by the way. But. but this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you guys <laughs> think down below up. in the comment section when it comes to X-Men. I didn't give my answer, by the way. Um, yeah, give your answer, Dan. And it's going to be a cameo. It's going to be a Hugh Jackman cameo, although I would love a post credit scene teasing the X-Men coming to the MCU because now they will be able to use them. Or I would just love this. The movie ends and it's just a shot of Kevin Feige and he just goes, mutants, and it cuts. (laughs) (laughs) After the final thing, it's just a 
a one shot, like, give me the one of Kevin Feige. He's just standing there or sitting there. And he just looks dead ass into the camera and goes, mutants. And then black no, no. screen. I want, now that you said that, <laughs> I want it to be him sitting in, like, the background of the mansion in, in, mm-hmm. um, in uh, Professor X's wheelchair. Yeah. Mutants. Mutants. And then that's it. And that's it. It just cuts. Like, Maybe even like, da-da-da-da. What a way to basically be like, hey, right here, man. Now we can finally use it. Right here. But let us know what you guys think down below in the comment section. Also, let us know what we talked about what you think. We talked about numerous things on this podcast. A little housekeeping here at the end. Make sure to support us at patreon.com backslash most valid podcast. We cannot do what we do each and every week without the help of our patrons. You can also help us by purchasing an MVP t-shirt that is down below in the description. And you can also get that at most podcast.com where you can catch MVP each and every day. Last but not least, go ahead and rate and review the Rick and Johnny podcast on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. It really means the world to us. And I read new reviews every time we get them here on the podcast. I want to thank you guys for watching us on YouTube. Thank you guys for listening on podcast services around the world. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.